the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. Let's jump to a phone call before we jump to the headline news. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Hey, um, so between my wife and I's jobs, we can no longer own individual stocks because of, you know, um, restrictions that our jobs put on us. Um, and we also have really limited availability to do ETFs. Okay. And I'm, I'm thinking that now is a good time to make a bet on the automobile industry. But I don't, I'm struggling with how to do that, given my investment restrictions that I have. Can't do individual stocks, can't do ETFs? Correct. I don't have a good answer for you. To get you something that's diversified, I, I don't really feel it. Okay. You know, like, there's an individual company that I really like a lot called Gentex that makes auto-dimming rearview mirrors, and um, they do some of the, the technologies that are becoming standardized now, and they've got a dominant position. Uh, if yeah. you wanted to buy a Ford, I just, I'm not a big car investor. You know, I, I don't believe in buying individual car companies. Uh, they're they're fixing themselves, like Toyota, so you could buy a ticker symbol TM. They're fixing themselves, and they've probably got the worst behind them, but you can't buy individual stocks and you can't buy ETFs. There's not a mutual fund that I know of that's particularly um, diversified into cars. So. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I had started following Ford a while back and was able to make a uh, an investment, but then had and then when I was promoted recently, I had to sell it. And so I, I, you know, I, I haven't been able to participate in that upside. And I, I was just looking for some way to sort of, you know, ride that ride this industry up a little bit because I think it's about ready to go up. Maybe you could buy a good banking fund in the theory that, you know, lending is starting to happen again. Yesterday I did a segment on the show where an analyst, Dick Beauvais, thinks banks as a group have 400% upside. Um, and part of that is tied towards lending. And lending definitely ties into the autos. But I don't know of a good auto. F- you're, you're basically having to do mutual funds because you said you looked at Ford, but you can't do individual stocks. That's correct. Yeah, um, That's I'll, correct. I'll, I'll take a look. Um, I will take a look, Jeff, during the commercial, see if I can find any funds that are particularly tied towards autos. Um, okay. can, can you buy iShares? No, I'm actually specifically conflicted from them. So, Oh, God. Do you work for Barclays or something? Uh, not directly, no. Okay. So you're an interesting dude. Thanks for the call. One thing that I can mention is that price wars are starting to heat up, and maybe now is not the time to invest in the auto industry. Now, again, I like my one little play that I just already threw out there for you on the mirror company. Um, but price wars, today there's news that Honda's entered a price war with Toyota. The move basically is trying to preserve market share, aggressive sales incentives. Auto price wars escalating with American Honda offering the biggest lease deal ever. A move analysts said was designed to offset aggressive sales incentives by Toyota. What's unusual about this price war is that it's being fought by the hardest by Japanese automakers, which historically have never used incentives or large incentives to sell vehicles. 
So Toyota did the first volley here when they announced a variety of discount financing and special lease deals. And um, there's a little bit of irony here, a little price war amongst the Japanese, amongst themselves trying to keep um, their auto turf their own. 800-345-5639. Let's do some headline news. Down to the last few hours in the Senate for the second package of health care reform, but that's not going to end the story. Fox News Radio Congressional Correspondent Mike Makowitz reports. The Senate is set to vote this afternoon on this package of fixes to the new health care reform law, but first they're going to have to fix the fixes. While Democrats have so far been successful in killing Republican amendments, working until nearly 3 a.m. this morning, the Senate parliamentarian ruled against a provision in the bill. Ironically, it's not about health care at all, but rather student loans. A Pell Grant provision in the portion of the bill that pushes private lenders out of the student loan business. It will have to be removed, requiring a second House vote on the bill, perhaps tonight. On Capitol Hill, Mike Makowitz, Fox News Radio. I want to poke my eye out with an ice pick and pour rubbing alcohol in it because I'm just damn tired of this healthcare story. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. It's probably the reason I got bad karma today, bad chi. Elsewhere, the number of Americans filing first-time claims for unemployment insurance fell last week to the lowest level in six weeks. Fox Business Network's Robert Gray reports. Fresh signs the job market may be improving. Fewer people filed for jobless claims in the past week. The 442,000 new claims were less than Wall Street was expecting, but still above the level economists say indicates job growth. And most of the drop came from an annual change in the way the data is calculated. The four-week moving average of new claims fell to an 18-month low, but a look at continuing and extended benefits shows the job market remains tight. In New York, Robert Gray, Fox News Radio. Kind of feel like Rumpelstiltskin. I'm going to go to bed, and a couple years from now, I'm going to wake up and look at the job market. One month doesn't make a trend. And again, just because people aren't filing doesn't mean that they haven't fallen off the ranks. And more importantly, I want to see job creation. I don't mind if, if, if jobs go sideways for a year, two years. I want to see job creation. I want to see it. These kind of economic reports are bogus because they're out of context. Again, we want to see uh, we want to see unemployment at 7%, not eight or nine or 10 or 11 or 12, we want it down to seven. So we're a long way off. I could be Cinder Rumpelstiltskin and go to bed for a couple of years before we get to where we want to get. Elsewhere, kill one of us, we'll kill one of you. A new threat to America from public enemy number one, Osama bin Laden, Fox News Radio's Courtney Keeley has more. According to Al Jazeera television, bin Laden is threatening to kill Americans. On a new audio tape, he says, if accused September 11th mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is executed, al-Qaeda will execute any Americans they take prisoner. Mohammed is currently held in U.S. custody and scheduled to go on trial in an as-yet undetermined location. He reportedly admitted to being a top leader in at least 30 al-Qaeda terror plots. Courtney Keeley, Fox News Radio. Okay, so anytime there's an Osama bin Laden story, it instantly makes me think price of oil. And on a lot of levels, he's already won the war against America because he's killed our productivity and he's he's destroyed what happens at airports where we all have to basically get undressed and get dressed back again. He's just created just calamity and costs us billions of dollars every every week. So he wins. He wins. Now, what I want to do is with bin Laden, I want to make a drink out of bin Laden. Once we've done that, he's harmless. Do you remember at a point in time in the 1950s, Americans were afraid of Russians? We knew the commies were coming. The Ruskies are coming. What did we do? We made white Russians. We turned them into something friendly that we could have a cocktail over. 
At one point in time in the 1940s, kamikaze, Japanese pilots would crash their planes. They didn't care about their own life. They'd crash their planes into our battleships. It struck terror into Americans. They're so crazy, they'd kill themselves. What did we do? We made a nice little icy drink with a little bit of lime and a little bit of vodka. We have kamikazes that we could drink. They're no longer fearful to us. They're nice little dinner drinks. We need to have an Al-Qaeda drink. We need to have a Bin Laden Someone needs to invent this so we can stop letting that fool make a, a, us fearful. We need to make him into something that we can, how shall we say, get good buzz over. Much like you could tonight at O'Neill's Pub, 530 to 7.30. It's the Rob Black Show going to O'Neill's Pub tonight. Let's do one more story or maybe two more stories. Getting rid of that extra jiggle it might be harder than you thought. Fox News Radio's Carly Poulet explains. Ladies, forget 30 minutes a day. A new study has found that women need at least an hour of moderate exercise every single day to keep the flab off as they age. And for women who are already overweight, and that's most American women, even more physical activity is needed to avoid gaining weight without eating less. Examples of moderate exercise include walking, leisurely bicycling, and golfing. House Call for Health, I'm Carly Pouliot, Fox News Radio. That's what I wanted to see in healthcare reform is something that says we as a nation are fat. We're getting fatter. We need to start exercising more. We need to build an hour a day in. But no, no, no. We're just going to give healthcare away to people who are fat and obese and have diabetes. We're not going to encourage any change in behavior. I don't know. So it's sad. It's sad. What average woman in America, when you know what she weighs, she's not 120. Oh, no, she ain't 140. 164 pounds. And finally, in the City of Light, proposals to reopen Paris's famed brothels. It's angering some sex workers. Fox News Radio's Alistair Wanklin reports. Paris sex workers protesting plans to legalize brothels, saying street walking is better. This male prostitute saying freelancing leaves him in control. Brothels are history, says this sex worker lobbyist, because they prove to be nothing more than pimping by the state. But they're also French heritage. In the 1930s, the sex trade in Paris was celebrated by writers like Henry Miller. France's government now mulling overturning a post-war ban on pleasure palaces, perhaps acknowledging that France has never been short of consenting adults. In London, Alistair Wanklin, Fox News Radio. Legalize prostitution, legalize marijuana. Let the governments make tax money on it. That's what it's all about. Coming up, I've got some business time for you. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. And more business tips, investing tips for you as well. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial tonight. Going to show up at O'Neill's from 530 to 730. Going to bring my whole gang with me. The Joe Cannon, sock keeper of the Quakes. Um, Tony Mendez from Barrier Loan Source. Bill Rockefeller, Geeks on Calls. I'll be there. Heidi will be there. I'm going to come up with a list of about 10 to 20 stocks. You know, great long-term investments. This isn't gee whiz kind of stuff. This is, you know, solid companies that make billions of dollars. So, uh, don't get fooled. It's not going to be a magical list or anything like that. We're going to be giving away a 21-inch monitor, but you have to find me or Heidi or someone at the show to get a raffle ticket. Uh, Laura Beth is going to be there, I think. Yeah, she's going to be there. 
So that's, it'll be nice. So uh, there'll be plenty of people. It'll be social and it'll be interactive. And, um, you know, I'm not going to give any big speeches. So I wanted to give the the Bill Paxton speech from Independence Day where he talks about how we as a nation, we as a world have to rally as one and go kill the aliens. Um, eh, just, I'm not in the mood for it. So it's going to be a absolutely a nice time to get together and say hello, but nothing super magical. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Josh in Santa Rosa. Josh? Hi. Hi, Josh. Congra- uh, first of all, congratulations on your one year, two days. Ah, thanks. Um, I've only been listening for about a month, and I apologize if you've already answered this before. But uh, are you you're aware of who Dave Ramsey is? Sure. Okay, I just recently went to one of his conferences. Okay. And um, was pretty impressed by his baby steps. Uh, one of them was to, after you get your three to six months uh, emergency fund set aside, to then start investing in your 401k. Do you, do you uh, believe that? I mean, what, what's your opinion? Are you aware of his baby steps? I I know him, and I'll tell you that Josh, he's a little bit of a. Stay with me on this. Um, he's really good for low income people. Like if you live in a mobile trailer home park, his advice is great. If you're someone in the Bay Area, his advice sucks. Um, he talks about things like paying for a car with cash. Not realistic for most Americans. He talks about paying for a house with cash. Not realistic for most Americans. If you live in a trailer park, it's realistic. But for right. most Americans, debt is a way of life. I find him offensive because he brings Jesus Christ in the conversation. I find him offensive because he brings the Bible into savings and investing. I think um, what you don't know is that he's a big infomercial, Josh. Um, he's trying to get your business. He's trying to get you to sign up with him. He's trying to get you to his seminars. He's trying to get you to buy his books. He's trying to get you to sign up with his financial planners. Um, and I find that offensive. And he's going after good Bible-fearing, you know, Bible-thumping, God-fearing people and basically saying this is what Jesus would do. And I, I, I find that crazy offensive. I find him to be the worse than Susie Orman in his simplicity. But as far as uh-huh. an emergency fund for two to six months, that's a great idea. And then investing in your 401k, great idea. Okay. And then uh, I I was investing in my 401k. Um, is it better to go with a 401k or Roth IRA? I mean, with taxes... It looks like they could be increasing in the future. And it really depends on you, Josh, and where you are. Like, if you can lower your tax bracket this year from 35 to 32% because you max out your 401k, that might be the better idea than doing the Roth IRA. It's I would basically work with an accountant or work with the IRS guidelines on how low you can get your taxable income this year so that you can get the lowest taxes paid to the Uncle Sam. Um, that money is pre it, it, you automatically save forty percent on it, Josh. So unless taxes are forty percent when you retire, I see the four hundred one k is a better way to go for most Americans. Now, what I do is a little bit in the four hundred one k and a little bit in the Roth. I mix it up because I expect to be wealthy in retirement. And what I mean by that is I expect to have some big ticket purchases. Like I'm gonna get a, I know I'm gonna get a, a Winnebago. I'm gonna spend two hundred thousand dollars on a tricked out Winnebago. Um, and I want to take that money out of my Roth so I don't pay income taxes on it because out of the 401k, you're going to pay income taxes out of. So I, I think it depends on individuals, Josh. Okay. So and how wealthy right. you think you're going to be and not. Now, why did you go to a Dave Ramsey seminar? What what made you lose your mind to do that? <laughs> well, uh, my my parents had done it. They're getting close to retirement. Yeah. And uh, they, they like 
listening to him, and my church was putting it on. So okay. I figured, you know, why not go check it out? And I like some of his ideas about having a uh, $1,000 emergency fund set up. And That's retarded. You want two to six months of income set up. Not $1,000, because $1,000 means nothing. If you're in well, the, if you're in Iowa in a trailer park, a thousand dollars is a lot of money. But a thousand dollars in the Bay Area is nothing. Yeah, his, well, his step one was a thousand dollars, and then step three was the three to six months. So okay. the, the three to six months was coming. But well, it sounds like my he, whole thing was he he had steps. Yeah. To uh, and I need steps. I I'm not very good at planning. But yeah, he also has so, a lot of bad advice. Like he wants you to pay off all your credit. He wants you to live credit card free. Uh-huh. And to be honest with you, Chris, a mortgage is like he he talks about paying off a mortgage. That's horrible advice. A mortgage is good debt. It's tax deductible. It, it's static debt. It doesn't change with inflation. Um, you know, some of his advice is it's just so incredibly simple. And are you at all offended because you're a church guy? Are you at all offended that he brings Jesus into savings? Uh, not really. Okay. I mean, that works for you. You know, some people are and some people not. I, I guess it depends on how far you take it. Yeah. I'm kind of an um, atheist when it comes to retirement planning. So yeah, you, I, I just want to be prepared, and, and he had steps, and like I said, I'm not good at planning. So okay. Well, be careful. Be, yeah, be careful, because no one's going to be right for all people, and thanks for the call. And um, I find him, he's kind of a, a LCD, a lowest common denominator person. Got a Chris in Petaluma. Chris, how are the chickens doing? Yeah, we're doing really well. How are you? Good. Hey, Rob, I need your uh, I need your advice. Um, Forty one, married, two children, son to college next year. Um, over the past three years, I've uh, my income has been between one eighty and two twenty five. Um, I only have a, four, a small four hundred one k. Yep. Uh, relatively no savings. Uh, the only thing I've invested in the past few years has been uh, Louis Vuitton purses and Prada shoes. Okay. My beautiful wife. <laughs> um, so, I guess I need to know what you know. We want to do a Roth IRA. Yeah. We're not sure where to start putting our money. Uh, we don't really have. We have some college funds set up, yeah. about five, ten grand. Does your Does your job let you save in a four hundred one k? Um. Yes. Okay, that's what I would do automatically, Chris. Is you need to start saving 15% today in the hardest way possible. You've worked half of your life and, and have nothing to show for it. Um, beautiful wife, two kids, that's that's something, trust me. In in the kingdom of God, you are a wealthy man. <laughs> but in the kingdom of retirement, you're not doing so good. Um, but you have a high income, and now your kids are starting to get out of that expensive range where you're, some of the expenses are behind you, but you do have those college issues, I would help your kids with student loans. I would not count on paying for it. I would max out your retirement plan through the 401k today. 15 to 20%, 15% if you can. Um, also set up a, an IRA and start funding that. Um, two to six months of emergency money. And I, I think that's where you have to start. I'd, I'd contact your HR person today and say, I want to max out my 401k. Okay. So, All right. Thank you. And, uh, thanks for the call. 41 years old. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's John in Santa Rosa. John, you're up. Hi, Rob. Hi. I had a question on TIPS bonds. Yep. A good portion of my fixed income portfolio are in TIPS. Why? And it's been really stable, you know, for okay. the last six, eight months when I bought them. All of a sudden yesterday, they all went to hell. I see volume went up to over 2 million shares. 
Price went down about 80, 83 basis points, and for no apparent reason that I can find out, I've been playing around on the um, Internet here trying to find out some reason as to what's going on, and I thought you might have some insight. Yeah, I don't have insight into yesterday what happened with tips. I'm not a big fan of tips right now. I think we probably saw, and I, I can check during the commercial break, John, we probably saw some data that said inflation's not a problem. It might have been a government uh, official, like a, a Green, not a Greenspan, he's gone, like a Ben Bernanke who said, we're going to keep interest rates at low levels because we see no threat of inflation for blah, blah, blah years. I'm not sure what happened, but I would think it was a Fed governor who said something like that that caused people to pull out of uh, tips <laughs> okay. and hurt you. So, John, I'm not really seeing inflation for at least another year, at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I wouldn't get – I'm not sure that tips is the right way to have all of your income. I'd like some zero-coupon bonds. I'd like some California munis um, because I don't think you're going to get a big rate of return in, in the short term. You like California munis. I do. I do. It, I, I think they differ like golden clay. Um, but the federal government backing them, uh, I would say, you know, some of the go bonds, the construction bonds look fantastic. I like roads. I like waterways. Um, as far as my bonds go, I like some school projects, uh, closer to the coast. I don't like a lot of California muni bonds, the further central California you get, but the more coastal you get on California muni bonds, I I tend to dig. Yeah. What do you think about the assurance guarantees that I've been hearing, uh, ads, from the federal including government, including on KNEW. Yeah, from the federal government, uh, the federal government is uh, guaranteeing bonds, not all of it, but uh, a large chunk of it, and uh, that's part of what Obama's doing, trying to stimulate the economy. Is they want Obama wants you, John, to invest in California with your muni bonds, and then California's going to go improve our roads and our schools with that money. And Obama knows that he can't give all the money away, so he's at, he's trying to get the state to do it, too, with a little federal backing guarantee, and thanks for the call. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to have some business time. I didn't get to it this segment. I'll get to it next segment, hopefully, maybe, maybe not. Your calls are much more important. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If you come by O'Neill's tonight, don't bring me anything. Don't buy me any drinks. Just come by with a good, friendly attitude. O'Neill's 530 to 730. Say hello. Oh, shake my hand. Ask me a question. Um, I'm not a pinata, so don't hit me with a bat. Uh, just say hello. Be nice to me. And uh, don't bring me any swag. I don't need it. We're going to give away a 21-inch monitor, though. So we got something for you. Find us and get a raffle ticket tonight. O'Neill's Pub, 530 It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Black Show, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thanks for listening. I'm going to show up tonight at O'Neill's Pub in San Mateo. I'm not quite sure the address. I'm not quite sure all that kind of stuff. Um, I look forward to meeting a lot of you. I'm going to come up with a list of stock ideas. We're going to be giving those away. I'll probably print 100. So I may not have enough. I don't know. I don't know what the right number is going to be. We're giving away a monitor. Joe Cannon from the Quakes is going to show up. Local celebrity Joe Cannon. How cool is that? Good looking man. Good, Just a good guy. He'll shake your hand. He'll talk uh, soccer with you, no doubt about it. Um, Tony Mendez, mortgage guy, is going to be there. Good friend of mine. 
Brian Cooley from CNET CBS, the guy who hired me, the guy who brought me to California, he'll be there. So it should be a pretty good time. Heidi's going to be there. Um, You'll get to meet the lovely and talented Heidi. Um, All of our interns who do great work for the show, although I don't know any of their names. Today, we've got Laura Beth. Actually, I do know her name. I refer to her typically, though, as Intern D because she falls on Thursday when she works with us. And I I don't tend to – interns kind of bug me because – the moment you get to know them and the moment you get to like them, well, they're gone. So it's a protection mechanism. I don't get to know them. So I know you're saying, God, Rob, you're weird. So I was going to say GD and I'm not allowed to say GD. I'm allowed to say God on the air and I'm allowed to say damn on the air. I'm not allowed to say them both at the same time. Weird, right? 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Tom in Sunnyvale. Hi, Rob. Hi. How's it going? I was wondering about... Uh... If you could give me a second opinion on uh, ticker symbol VTI. Love it. How's that for a second opinion? That's the total stock market index. Right. Um, I think it's a a great choice for a large chunk of your money if you want to accumulate assets in a dumb, static way. Mm -hmm. And when I say dumb, I'm not insulting you. I'm saying this is a great thing to do, Tom. It allows you to um, go out and be young and sexy and live your life and accumulate assets slowly. It's a total stock market index. Um, it works over time. It does not work in the short term. It tracks the performance of benchmark indices. Um, basically, a passive strategy where the cost is incredibly low. You're talking about 0.07% where you're buying assets. And what I mean by that is you're buying ExxonMobil and Microsoft and Apple and Johnson & Johnson and Procter & Gamble and IBM and AT&T and J.P. Morgan and General Electric. And for every $100 you invest, it takes $0.70. Cents. That's crazy good. That's a wonderful opportunity. I, I dig it, Tom. And that's, that's tied to the Wilshire 5000? Um, yeah. Okay. It's, it's similar. It's similar to the Wilshire 5000. It's not exact. Uh, a lot of these indices are um, kind of have an overlap next to the call. This is more of a Morgan Stanley country index, broad market index, the Vanguard total stock market index. So. Um, it's not the Wilshire in any way, shape, or form. It's more the Morgan Stanley Country Index, broad market index. And uh, again, I, I gave you the holdings, the top ten holdings, and uh, you know Exxon, Microsoft, Apple, Johnson and Johnson, Procter and Gamble. Uh, if you take a look at this fund on a five year basis, it, it it is the market. So on a one year basis, it is the market. It's 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 not going to you know deviate too much from that. And the low cost means you're going to beat the markets. Let's go to Calvin in San Francisco, Calvin. Hey, Rob, thanks for taking my call. I uh, just want to say, uh, first, uh, you do a great service for the Bay Area. I know you get it a lot, but I uh, just want to throw my two cents in there. Great service to the Bay Area, uh, and I'm glad you're here and not uh, New York. Oh, you're kind. Uh, I'm glad I'm here and not New York, too, Calvin. New York's okay, filled with a uh, lot of hate. Is it? It's just, it's got a bad vibe. Bad vibe? Okay, my question, uh, about a year ago, you recommended, uh, again, that Will, Will sorry, uh, 5000 uh, went ahead and bought that through Fidelity. Uh, maxed out the Roth uh, for 0809. I was at about 10 grand. Today I'm at about 14,000. And about uh, six months ago, you, you, I emailed you and you told me to go ahead and diversify the equity uh, within that account. Should I be buying the uh, Asia excluding Japan like you recommended earlier to the, the gentleman on the line? Or as what lo- should I be doing? As long as you're patient, Calvin, I like the idea of going into Asia. Asia is a little problematic at times. You see China having a spat with Google. Um, Pakistan, you know, terrorists live in Pakistan, and yet Pakistan's working closer with the United States and Afghanistan. Like, there's some problems in Asia. 
There's there's no doubt about it. But I think how old are you, Calvin? Uh, thirty. I think in the next thirty years, you're going to see Asia really grow up, quality of life grow up there, standards of living growing up there. Just I see a lot of up there, whereas I see a lot of okay. sideways here. So I, I like Asia, excluding Japan. So just go ahead and keep keep throwing uh, two hundred dollars a month into that that uh, Roth uh, for next thirty years, and I'll be good. You'll you'll be a lot better than most. I don't know if you'll be good, but you'll be a lot better than most. And uh, you know, keep finding ways to save money, Calvin. Keep finding, you know, do the mint.com, look at your budget, do the justthrive.com and, you know, see how you compare on your goals to retirement. Um, save as much as you can when you're 30 and young, Calvin. And like you did last year, you put 10,000 and you got 14,000. So you got a 40% return and no one to blame. You can't sit, you can't put that on me, Calvin. It's all you. You did good, you did good work. Thank you. So thanks for the call. I love that. Um, it's probably one of the better calls I've ever had on this show. Let's go to Wally and Hayward, 800-345-5639. Wally? Hello, Rob. Hi. Um, I didn't hear all of what you said yesterday about uh, investing in banks. I just got off the phone with my uh, manager, my um, IRA, and he said it can be a little risky, but if you can bite your teeth at times uh, to probably go ahead and do it, Yep. do you think banks are going to take off this year? I think banks have already taken off in the last year. They've dominated the stock market performance. Um, I do think there's risk. I like big international banks, the Citigroups, the Bank of Americas. I kind of like the Wells Fargo's. I like the Goldman Sachs. I like the J.P. Morgan's, Morgan Stanley. Um, There's plenty of names that I can throw out, Wally, that I like as far as financials go. Yes, there is some short-term risk, but I think there's a lot of upside. I didn't say they have big upside. A guy named Dick Beauvais uh, from Rochdale, influential analyst, best banking analyst in the last 10 years. Uh, he said they've got four times upside. Do I want you to automatically do it, Wally? I don't. I want to make sure it, it fits your, your profile, it fits your portfolio needs. And yeah, it's, I have no problems with banks. If banks don't go up, Wally, I'm, I'm screwed and you're screwed. Oh, yeah. Because basically banks are a reflection of our society. You know, if loans keep being a catastrophe, then, you know, my neighbors aren't paying their mortgages. And property values are dying. If loans continue to be a problem with small businesses, then we're not creating jobs and we're screwed. So yeah. I think I, I think we'll fix it. I think the banks are better off. I think there's more regulation coming. Uh, but I do like the banks. I, I got no problem with you owning banks as you know five, ten, fifteen percent of your portfolio. Um, you know, a good banking index is fine. A couple of the big names that I mentioned is fine. I would stay away from regional and smaller banks, though, Wally. I think they got some commercial loan losses that are still hit, hitting them pretty hard. Okay. So thanks for the call. Coming up on the show, I've got Jerry in Napa. We're going to be taking his phone call. Plus, I've got some business news that I'm eventually going to get to or other content like emails. You can always email me, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. 800-345-5639. Tonight at O'Neill's 530 to 730. I hope to meet a couple of you out there. Don't bring me T-shirts. Don't bring me candy. Don't bring me anything that's not store-bought. Like, don't do it. I don't want it. If, if it's store-bought, I don't want it. If it's not store-bought, I don't want it. So I look forward to seeing you out at O'Neill's though tonight, and uh, we got the whole gang: Joe Cannon from the Quakes, Tony Mendez, Heidi, myself, uh, the guy who hired me, Brian Cooley, big technologist guy. We got a guy who fixes computers for a living, Bill Rockefeller. Should be a pretty good time at O'Neill's in San Mateo. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. It's Rob Black Show nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. Coming out, it's 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 coming out
Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Jerry in Napa. Jerry, how are you? Pretty good. Good. I have a an annuity life annuity thing that I'm thinking of uh, annuitizing. I bought for retirement, more or less. I can get, if I take it out a certain amount, um, I can draw on it for about 20 years and get around 400000 out of it. But a lot of these financial people want me to sell it, you know, and put another annuity or put it in a income fund or something. But I know if I sell it out, I only get around two hundred thousand. Yeah, Jerry, are you a sucker? <laughs> I hope not. You know, they're just trying to sucker you into making them money, right? Well, that's what I figure. I don't see how they can I can gain on that. Well, what they're going to try to do is put you in a product that might have a better yield, and uh-huh. they'll show you that. Now, here's the kicker: annuities are crap products, Jerry. Uh huh. To sell it, to have annuity, it, it means you basically made one bad choice. To sell it and put it in another annuity means you're making another bad choice That's on top of it. So annuities are very conservative investments. And they're insurance products that act as investments. And that's what I don't like about them is that I want my insurance to be a worst-case scenario, Jerry. Yeah. Like, I want my insurance. My car has to be totaled before I call my insurance company. I want my house to be falling over before I call my home insurance. I want my – like, I've got a, a little ear thing going right now. I want my ear to be hurting before I go to the doctor. I, like, I don't like using insurance, and it's not meant to be used as much as it's there for a worst-case scenario. So – um, I don't like annuities because they're basically life insurance that has a, a, a component of investing. I'd rather you buy term life insurance. It's cheaper. And I'd rather you invest in like a Wilshire Total Market Index. It's cheaper. And you paid an insurance agent a lot of money for you know the right to have life insurance and a little bit of investing. And that's unfortunate. But no, don't make matters worse and don't cash it in. I, if you've annuitized it, you've already made. If you have the product, you've already made the mistake. Keep it; it's conservative. Um, but I wouldn't cash it in and change it to another annuity. Now, if you're younger and you don't sound terrible, you don't sound like a twenty or thirty year old. I would cash the annuity in, get the cash value, and invest it in term and uh, investing on your own. Yeah, but I'm too old, so I think I'll just go ahead and annuitize it. Yep. How old are you, Jerry? Uh, almost sixty nine. Okay, sixty nine. So, uh, what do you like about my show? What do you not like about my show? Give me some feedback. <laughs> well, I just, it's interesting you on all kinds of different things, and, and uh, you know, I like it that way. I don't have anything I dislike about it. Well, I, sometimes I have a little bit of a potty mouth. Does that bother you? No. Okay. Not sometimes. In fact, I kind of like it. <laughs> good, good, because I think it, it represents all of us. Uh, um, yes. Sometimes I say things like, I don't want Jesus involved in my investments. Does that affect? I agree. Okay, good, good, good. So okay. I, mean, I am a Christian, but I do believe in that. I don't think that should be in that. Okay, thanks very much, Jerry. So I appreciate the feedback. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. It's a little business time. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. That's what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, let's get down to business. It's business time. Taxes, fourteen billion charge starts at Caterpillar. What am I talking about? Caterpillar. They lobbied to keep the United States from taxing a subsidy on retiree drug benefits. It lost the battle when President Barack Obama signed an almost one trillion dollar health care overhaul into law. So Caterpillar's come out and said, you know what? That's going to hurt us. 
to the tune of $100 million charged to earnings. Ultimately, disclosures from Caterpillar and AK Steel in the last two days since signing the first sets of the healthcare charges that ultimately they say are going to shave as much as $14 billion from corporate profits in the United States. So again, this is where why I talk politics. For Caterpillar, I thought they were going to earn X. Now they're going to earn X minus $100 million. And maybe I was willing to pay 15 times earnings for them. Now I'm willing to pay 16. Nope. Nope. I'm going to pass on that one. So I'm not going to help Caterpillar grow their business by giving them access to my capital. I think that makes a little bit of sense to you. It's just kind of a yin-yang. That's how things work. Elsewhere in the business world, Qualcomm, the biggest maker of mobile phone chips, they climbed the most in more than a year. They boosted their second quarter profit and sales forecast. CEO Paul Jacobs credited the increase to favorable volume and product mix. Now, again, what does this mean? It means consumers are buying advanced phones. Qualcomm makes advanced chipsets for advanced phones. Tech spending is doing fantastic. Qualcomm gets most of their revenue from the chips that they provide to phone makers. So that's good for Apple, and it's good for research and motion. It's okay for AT&T and okay for Verizon. You kind of see how everything is, is tied together. Elsewhere in business news, Best Buy, they came out and said better sales of notebook computers and flat panel TVs helped their earnings. Americans continue to spend on gadgets. We love them. They made $779 million in the last three months. Revenue up 12%. Does that sound like we're in a recession? Uh-uh. So Best Buy is a good indicator that, that Americans who have jobs are still spending their money. And finally in business news today, higher prices have hit the box office debut. You remember when you were a kid going to see a movie? I remember movies at four bucks. I know. I remember them at five, six, seven. And then they strangely went to like nine and ten. They kind of jumped from seven to, I don't remember eight dollar movies. I don't know why. But U.S. movie chains, they're seeking to capitalize on a huge surge in revenues. Fueled by such 3D hits as Alice in Wonderland and Avatar. Basically across the nation, new prices are going into effect for most movie theaters. Now you can invest in movie theaters like Regal Entertainment, ticker symbol RGC, Cinemark Holdings C and K, AMC ticker uh, is not publicly traded. But the increases in one case are as much as twenty six percent. The people are raising tickets pretty aggressively twelve from ten bucks to twelve fifty. Average movie is now twelve fifty. Holy shnikes, that's a lot. Now, 3D movies accounted for about 11% of domestic ticket sales last year. So the movie theaters love this. They love the fact that they're ratcheting up ticket prices. Um, just something to think about. Just something to think about. And again, twelve fifty when you could buy the DVD for that or get a subscription Netflix. I don't know. I don't know. At what point in time do we hit that boiling point and say, no more? Check out some emails that are out there, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. And coming up, I'm going to have an investment idea for you because I'm supposed to do that at 45 past the hour. But first and foremost, let's check some emails. (laughs) There's a letter in your mailbox. You are having new mail in your inbox. Mm, You've got mail. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. There is a message for you. Prepare to be astonished. (laughs) First email comes to us, and it's tied towards a conversation earlier in the day where I was recommending I like the idea of Asian funds excluding Japan. Now, Tony says, I'm looking at some of these funds. They're expensive. 0.9% to 2% of expenses. Yeah, they are more expensive than domestic funds. What language do they speak in Asia? A lot of different languages. 
where is Asia on the map? I can tell you, but I can't tell you what cities are populated or not populated. I can't tell you what roads are commerce oriented. I can't tell you what the top store is. Is their top store Best Buy, but in an Asian language? I don't know. So when you invest in Asia, you sometimes have to spend a little bit more money. When you invest in Brazil, Russia, India, and China, we don't know all the nuances there. So we pay someone to do it, and they're a little bit more expensive. And finally, an email comes to us today from uh, Michelle. She says, I'm a hot 27-year-old. I listen to you online every single day. We exist out there, young people. I live in Spokane, Washington, and am a recent accounting grad from Seattle University. I think you're one of the best financial radio hosts I've ever heard. Keep up the good work. Thanks for helping me build a stable financial future. And again, if I can help 20-year-olds in 40, 20 to 40, that's my goal. I'd, I'd love to help the 40 to 60, but I really, really like the kids, in large part because if you're 40 and you've saved nothing, you're probably going to work till the day you die. And that kind of sucks as radio goes. You know, it's, hey, Rob, I've saved nothing. I'm 45 years old. Well, you're going to work till the day you die. <laughs> Why don't you get a six-month emergency fund and, and stay skinny so you can work till the day you die? Um, I love that Michelle's out there. I, I think that's a fantastic thing. Um, max out the 401k and stop spending crazy amounts of money on clothes and shoes. Um, enjoy your life. Uh, marry well. Things like that uh, will be all the difference in the world as far as financial advice goes. Let's do a quick stock pick because I'm supposed to do this every 45 past the hour. company that I want to point out today is a company called Concho Resources. Concho Resources. Now, it's not a name that you are exactly going to know in any way, shape, or form. It's out of Texas. It's a $500 million a year revenue company, and they explore and develop properties. What are they looking for? They're looking for Oil, the Permian Basin region of New Mexico and West Texas, production of oil and gas. It owns properties in North Dakota and Arkansas. It's got 550 billion cubic feet in proven reserves of crude oil. Um, they got some natural gas, which I don't like. I'm more of an uh, oil guy myself, but they also do some refining and some other issues out there. So they're kind of a diversified play. They've got some new fields that they're looking into. They've got ultra deep water. They've got tight shales of distant Asian prospects. Concha Resources is not one of the biggest producers out there. The company has stayed in the familiar rocks of the Permian Basin. Um, but they seem to be expanding quite well. And... Uh, I think the stock bottomed out in 2009, and the company was able to lock in a lot of its costs for the next 12 to 18 months. So you should be able to see a nice mover out of this company. I'm not telling you to do it. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. Um, but I'm saying it, it's kind of got a nice little move going on it right now, and um, it's got some revenue growth behind it of why it's moving. Don't forget, I'm going to be tonight at O'Neill's Pub, 530 to 730, 530 to 730. We're going to be raffling off a flat panel screen. You have to ask me, Heidi, or a member of the show for a raffle ticket. We'll probably do the raffle around 7, 715. Uh, hope you're well. Take care. Talk soon. Rob Black. Show over 9, 10 a.m. Talk to you. I'll be here till the end. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.